What is up, guys? Thanks again for listening to the Life with Troy podcast. I appreciate you taking an interest in what I have to say. You can follow me on the Life with Troy Facebook page. You can also message me there if you have any suggestions on what I should talk about. Or if you want to be a guest, I'm interested in having people who have something interesting to say or who have had an interesting life. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So thanks again for listening. Thank you for your support. And I hope you enjoy the show. March of this year, we had our daughter, um, and she was born extremely premature. She was born in March. She was due in July. And the day that she was born, I had just gotten off a 12-hour shift at the sheriff's office, and it was a day shift. So I can't, I got off at 7, went home by 7.30. Um, my wife and I went to bed around 8.30. And to preface this, my wife had been in a ton of pain for the past few days. We had never had a kid before, so we didn't really know what to expect. And she went to a doctor because of the time of day that it was at the time. She had to go to like a walk-in clinic. And she they didn't run any tests or anything. They told her that her symptoms sounded like a bacterial infection. And so they gave her antibiotics to take. Well, it turns out that it wasn't a bacterial infection. She was actually in labor the whole time. And the pains were contractions. And she didn't know. We hadn't had kids before. So... Um, after falling asleep that night, um, she woke me up at like 11.30 p.m. And she started like slapping me awake. And she's like, I'm leaking, I'm leaking. And uh, I was like, what the freak are you talking about? Um, and then, but then I woke up and the entire, we have a king-size bed. The entire bed was completely soaked in what appeared to be water. So I rushed her to the ER. Um, and sure enough, they told her, you're in labor, your water's broken, there's no turning back. This baby's coming, which is the last thing we expected to happen that day. And there was a back and forth for a few hours about whether or not she was going to need an emergency C-section. Every contraction that she had, the baby's heart rate would heart rate would drop significantly. And so they gave it a few hours for them to determine that things had improved with some medications and stuff that they were giving her. And that they wanted her to give birth naturally, but she would give birth in an operating room in case anything bad were to happen. Um, and right before she was about to give birth, uh, the nurses start freaking out. And they're like, well, we got to get you juice. We got to get you juice. And I was super confused. And I was expe- I, you know, she, my wife's on the table. She's about to give birth. And I'm like, I don't need juice. I'm fine. And they were absolutely confident that I needed juice. And they were like, you need to get sugar in your body or you're going to pass out uh, when you see the baby come out. And when they said that, I was like mildly irritated. They obviously didn't know what I did for a living, uh, and in all honesty, I could run circles around them with circle with stories of the amount of gore and unnatural phenomenon I'd seen, but it was hardly the place to argue, so I ended up going with them, and they brought me to the kitchen of the hospital to get me some apple juice, and then I came back, and my wife ended up giving birth very quickly, and out came a tiny little 13-inch baby weighing, um, at a time, they said one pound 13 ounces. They would later tell us that they think that there was some stuff laying on the scale because later on they think that her weight was likely closer to one pound nine ounces. They still listed her birth weight though at one pound 13 ounces. And as soon as my daughter came out, I quickly cut the umbilical cord and she was rushed through this little tiny window into a room full of doctors and nurses. And they rushed me into the room with her where I watched her surrounded by people and They stuck a tube down her throat, and they were manually pumping breaths into her 
and I could hardly believe how tiny she was. And after about an hour of working with her, they ended up closing her in this little incubator thing, and they wheeled her off into the NICU, where she ended up spending the next four months. And the NICU was awful, and it had very little to do with the people there. Most of the nurses were great. Some of them weren't, but they were outnumbered by the good ones, and our daughter was always well taken care of, it seemed like. And among the most frustrating things of the NICU is that you had to ask permission, at least at the beginning, to touch our baby, our daughter. And we understood why, but it was hard. And after a while, we'd be allowed to hold her for 30 minutes at a time, once a day. So my wife and I would alternate days, and I would hold her for 30 minutes one day, and my wife would hold her for 30 minutes the next day, and that went on for months. And then eventually, she put on enough weight and was able to be in an open crib. And at that point, it was really nice because the days of asking permission were over. We became more in control of her routine. And we can come in, and without needing to talk to anybody, we could pick her up. We can give her a bath. We could change her diaper. And around the three-month mark, um, she no longer needed a feeding tube either. They had been like basically injecting the breast milk into her stomach through a tube. Um, but by three months or so, uh, give or take, maybe a little after three months, they she was able to start taking bot- mostly bottles and only supplementing with the feeding tube. And then the last month, it was pretty much just their, us waiting for her to be able to eat full bottles. And we learned that she ate much better for me than anybody else for whatever reason. And my wife, too. She would eat a little bit better for my wife, but she just didn't eat well at all for the nurses. And so I ended up coming the last little bit, and I would spend I would spend all-nighters with her in the hospital so that I can be the one to feed her every three hours because she always took full bottles for me. And by doing that, we were finally able to get her home, and she was eating enough to where she could come home with us. And you know, there's a lot more detail to that to the whole NICU story, but that's that's basically the gist of it. And the whole experience was quite the adventure. We're grateful for the amazing nurses who helped us. And there's um, again, there's a lot more to the story. We won't even go into all the terrible nurses that there were and some scary moments that we had. But our daughter is home now. And we're grateful to be a family, and we're grateful for the nurses that did help her. And, you know, there's two or three, maybe four nurses that really helped her and helped us and helped my wife, and we're grateful for them. Um, But anyway, that's the kind of a short gist of how my daughter was born, spending four months in the hospital. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Life of Troy Facebook page. I'm also interested in having guests, so if you have something fun to talk about, message me through Facebook. Um, I'm interested in to hear what you have to say. Um, as well as let me know if you like these shorter episodes or if I should move to like a 30 minute episode platform right now, I'm kind of hovering around the, you know, five to 10 minute episodes. So let me know what you think. Thanks again for listening and I hope you guys have a good day.